You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, joined as always by Chris Flum, and we are here today to break down the giant safety position, a position that was once thought of as one of the strongest and most reliable position groups on the entire roster. As short as last season, Logan Ryan is no longer here. Jabril Peppers is no longer here. There are still interesting assets and even young players that can really rise to the occasion within this position group. It is not as strong as it has been in the past. Chris, do you agree with that? Yeah, at least on paper. The opportunities will be there for some of these young guys, as you said, to step up and I suppose kind of prove us wrong when we say that the position group has been weakened. But at least right now, you kind of can't help but have questions about the safety position. And considering how Wink Martindale likes to call it defense, the type of defense he wants to play, you don't want to have questions with your safeties. You can't have questions with your safeties. And I think it's important to look at Martindale's defense with the Ravens and how he employed the safeties because a lot of those guys were late round picks, UDFAs, converted cornerbacks, and players like that. So it wasn't like they went out and drafted that Kyle Hamilton to play that role like the Ravens just did. When Martindale was the coordinator, it was a lot of players who were really, really smart. They could process very quickly. They were physical. They were tough. And they can handle a multitude of responsibilities. I look at Chuck Clark. I even look at a guy like Geno Stone, who was a very smart player at Iowa, similar to Dane Belton, although they played different roles. And Belton is a little bit more athletic than a player like Geno Stone. But he was a seventh-round pick who was able to play a substantial amount of snaps within Martindale's defense. So those are some of the characteristics that these safeties need to show. They need to be tough. They need to be versatile and they need to be smart yeah absolutely and I think that those are traits the safeties on the Giants roster right now do have you know the depth chart as it stands right now the starting two safeties are Xavier McKinney and Julian Love behind them we've got Jaron Williams converting from cornerback to safety Dane Belton fourth round pick this year safety at Iowa Played a lot in the box, played a lot going downhill, and then got Yusuf Corker, a undrafted free agent out of Kentucky, Henry Black, and then uh, Trenton Thompson, another undrafted free agent. So the Giants don't have a ton of investment in the safety position, but they do have some skill sets that are familiar to what Martindale had in Baltimore. Yeah, the investment, the big primary investment, would be Xavier McKinney. And I think we should probably start with McKinney. He was a second-round pick who fell out of the first round. A lot of people anticipated that he was going to be a first-round pick. A lot of people thought he would be selected by the Dallas Cowboys. That was the commonly mocked spot for a player like Xavier McKinney. But he falls because he had a bad 40 time. 
And his rookie season was somewhat robbed of him when he broke his foot in, what was it, training camp, I believe. He comes in during like the Bengals game and you start to see the flashes. But last year, you really see him put it together, especially down the stretch of the year. Really, really starting with that game against the Las Vegas Raiders where he had the two interceptions. The one play, I think he... The Patrick Graham brought a blitz and then they had Xavier McKinney aligned about 10 yards off Hunter Renfro, who's one of the most explosive and crafty route runners in the National Football League. Xavier McKinney dropped down from that safety spot and was able to undercut the route and then got a pick six against a pretty solid team, a team that ended up making the playoffs. And Derek Carr is a pretty solid quarterback, Hunter Renfro, a good route runner, but When I look at Xavier McKinney, I think we just saw him scratching the surface last year. I think this player can be one of the top five safeties in the league. I think that potential is there. I'm not being hyperbolic. I really respect his game from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint. And I think he has all the athletic ability to execute any role you want him to. If you want him to play single high, which is a big part of this defense, he can do that. And his ability to execute those angles sufficiently and efficiently it works with Xavier McKinney. So I'm excited about 2022 and the thought of Xavier McKinney leading this safety room now that Logan Ryan is no longer there. I do have some slight questions about him executing in a single high cover one type shell, just because we didn't see a whole lot of it from him last year under Patrick Graham, because that wasn't what Graham played. Yeah. He, he played a whole lot of quarters coverage, uh, cover three, some cover two, he didn't use a whole lot of cover one. So for me, it's just, I I would like to see it before I say, I'm sure you can handle it with no problems. I don't think he will have a problem in that system, but like I said, just want to see it. When I think about the safety position, I always kind of go back to actually what the Dallas Cowboys, uh, back when Jason Witten and Tony Romo were on the team, it said about playing against Kenny Phillips. And something that always stuck out, stuck out to me was that it wasn't so much the plays that Kenny Phillips made when he was on the field and playing the deep, deep center field for the Giants. What they worried about were the plays they wouldn't be able to make. The, that Kenny Phillips would rip pages out of the Dallas Cowboys offensive playbook just because his presence, it, the threat he posed in the middle of the field made it so they couldn't even attempt certain plays. And to me, that is what a good safety does. They are an eraser on the back end of the defense and a good safety in the center field will make it so an offense just cannot attack deep they know where to put the double team how to bracket receivers how how to account for offensive passing schemes and you know, to me that would be the biggest thing even more than interceptions or yeah tackles in space just preventing the offense from running the type of offense they want to run that is the biggest thing that Xavier McKinney can bring Let's hope that he's able to strike that type of fear into opposing offense. And what he needs to do is take advantage 
of opportunities that arise. There's one play from last season where I remember he was in straight up cover one center field. And I'm speaking a lot about his attributes and the things I see, the range, the angles, all all of that down the stretch of the season. I feel like he can execute cover one, but you're right, Chris. It wasn't something that he was asked to do too extensively. But do you remember the play week 18 against Washington? It was like at the end of the first quarter. I believe it was Terry McLaurin. It was on like a third and like five or something like that. He ended up going up against James Bradbury and ran a nine route from a reduced split. And Xavier McKinney was straight up pre-snap in the middle of the hashes. And he was able to read that release and he just flipped his hips and took off from the middle of the field and got to the the ball and almost intercepted it. But Terry McLaurin ended up basically spearing Xavier McKinney and he dropped the interception. But like that play right there shows me, wow, this dude has that type of range and that ability to anticipate plays and know what the offense's intentions are. And then he has the ability and the athletic ability, I should say, to take advantage and locate that football, get his hands on it and almost come down with an interception. And that was one where it was straight cover one. He's going to be seeing a lot of assignments like that in Wink Martindale's defense. Yeah, definitely. And you brought up his instincts, his ability to anticipate the play. And that is, I think, going to be huge in Martindale's defense because he plays so much cover once, so much, so many aggressive coverages. There are very few safeties out there who have the raw athleticism to cover, or I I should say to react to offensive plays and cover that amount of space. They need to be able to anticipate and know where the play is going to go before it even starts so they can get that jump on it and start moving without wasting even an instant. And he ended up having five interceptions last year, four PBUs. The five interceptions, that's going to be difficult to replicate. Sometimes it's it's hard to put yourself in a position to come away with interceptions. We've seen that. It's it's a volatile statistic. But if you ask me, hey, he's going to have five interceptions again, would you sign up for that? I would take that any day of the week. And hopefully it's more impactful for the 2022 season than it was in the 2021 season. But let's transition a little bit here, Chris, to Julian Love. Because Julian Love, and we've said this before on the podcast, we've talked about it at Big Blue View, he is the unsung player within Patrick Graham's system. And basically since he got here in 2019, I felt like Julian Love, anything the defensive coordinators asked him to do, whether it was James Betcher or Patrick Graham, he executed those assignments and he did it pretty damn well. You want him down in the box, he can do that. You want him to cover a big slaughter or tight end and man coverage, he can do that. You want him to play center field, he can do that. Heck, James Bradbury got COVID, we need you to play cornerback. I know you haven't played really since Notre Dame, but you know, get him there and play cornerback. Did it pretty damn well against Cleveland back in 2020. So if there's a player that I feel like can mesh with what Martindale wants to do because he is smart and incredibly versatile and he's not scared to hit, it's Julian Love. And I feel like he could leverage this season and then unfortunately possibly sign another pretty solid, nice contract with another team because this is his last year here in New York. But I would love to retain a talent like Love. Oh, yeah, me too. I I really love watching Love play because of his intelligence, his versatility. Like you said, he is kind of an unsung glue guy to this defense. He can do just about anything the defensive coordinator needs him to do. He can come down and play the slot. He can play as a strong safety, a box safety. He can go outside and play corner. He He can play the 
deep middle as a free safety or you know, in a deep half in a cover two type look. So having somebody with that much versatility who is good at that many things, even if he isn't excellent at any of them, he's good at all of them. And that gives a defensive coordinator so much freedom to scheme, to create coverage rotations, to disguise coverages, disguise pressure packages. And like you said, Julian Love is not afraid to hit. So you can have him playing in the box downhill against the run or send him as a blitzer. Just fire him through a gap and right into the quarterback's face. And that is kind of the type of safety who pairs so well with with Xavier McKinney in the type of defense that Wink Martindale loves to call. He's so good at the catch point too, Chris. How many times last season was a catch ostensibly made by an opposing player? And then you just see Julian Love's hand just go right through the catch point and force an incomplete pass. He did it, I remember, twice against the Buccaneers with both their tight ends, one being Gronk, the other was uh, Cameron Brait. And there was a time against, I think, the Dolphins with like Mike Kosicki. Like, he... he He's frequently around the football, and even if he is a beat behind, he has the ability to get through that catch point physically to force an incomplete pass. Now, Julian Love, I'm excited to see what he can do in this defense. We've heard from OTAs in minicamp, and you alluded to this as well, that he was aligning in the A-gap, just A-gap mug pressure from Wink Martindale. And What we mean by that is you have your three techniques say right and then you have maybe like a five technique or maybe one of those three techniques is a four eye technique and you have guys wide so those tackles are going to have to stretch out wide then you bring two speedy smaller defenders typically a linebacker typically two linebackers but wink martindale wanted to use julian love in that at least during training camp and he put julian love right in front of the center's face right to where a one shade would line up so basically between a center and a guard and now that center and guard have to respect two guys who are in that. So now you're occupying basically three blockers with those two guys who have to pay attention to them. And then you have wide defenders who have to be accounted for by tackles. So if Julian Love can align in the A-gap blitz and be effective in that manner, that's just another creative way that we haven't seen much throughout his career that he can be used and leveraged successfully. And this is still a 24-year-old kid right here so he's still young and he could just be hitting his prime and i think this system could be the system that best suits his skill set yeah and i i really hope we see that during the season because i've always loved a gap blitz schemes i just watching mike zimmer call a defense when he was with cincinnati and then with the minnesota vikings how he would just sugar the hell out of the a gap you never know knew if those linebackers were coming if they were going to be dropping and that is just hell on the interior of your offensive line because you have to account for them you've got to account for the edge rushers and you also never quite know of the middle of the field that kind of short to intermediate area where quarterbacks love to go for checkdowns. you never know if that's actually going to be open or not it's a really effective blitz scheme and you talked about julian love going into a contract year and we don't know if he might be able to leverage this year into a big contract Fortunately, just looking ahead, the Giants will have some money. Their salary cap bind that they're in right now will go away after this year. Now, they might wind up having to spend a chunk of money on Saquon Barkley, and they might have to spend a big chunk of money 
on Daniel Jones, but at least as it stands right now, they'll have $50 million or so to spend, and it would be great to see them finally start to retain some of their young draftees and actually build through the draft and not just be a farm system for other teams. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Farm system for other teams. I feel like over the years, Chris, that's been the case far too often, and it's been pretty damn annoying to be real with you. But let's transition a little bit here to Dane Belton. So Dane Belton, fourth round pick by the New York Giants. And I would say, and we, we talked about him pretty extensively, so we don't have to go through his skill set all that much. Just scroll back maybe about a month or so, month and some change, and you'll find a Dane Belton-specific podcast. But if we're talking about one trait that I loved, that I saw a lot with Iowa's defense, is his ability to bait quick game routes and then undercut them for interceptions. He really creates a lot of takeaway chances. Now, sometimes he doesn't come away with the football, but if you just go through his Iowa film, how many times he flipped his hips and looked like he was going to cover the flat route just to pivot off of his outside foot to undercut the slant as the quarterback is releasing the football. He did it on deeper routes to the intermediate portions of the field and to the short portions of the field. So I think his just overall ability to anticipate these routes and bait quarterbacks can really be used in this specific system that when you where you can dial up, you know, five, six man pressures, really put pressure on that quarterback. And then you have this dude right here who can come off routes and really does a good job processing those types of concepts. So I'm excited for Dane Belton. I think he'll probably figure to be the third guy here behind Love and McKinney. Yeah, I agree. I think we're going to see a lot of Dane Belton this year. I am expecting to see quite a bit of Buffalo Nickel three safety packages from Wink Martindale, both because he loves sub packages, getting speedy players on the field, and also the Giants linebacking core is, it's not the team's strength. We'll just leave it at that. I think Giants fans have a pretty good handle on the state of the Giants linebackers especially compared to how it had been historically. So I think we will see quite a few three safety sets out there, and I could see a ton of Dane Belton out there as kind of that pseudo linebacker, adding some speed to the middle of the field, like you said, undercutting routes. And I he also blitzed quite a bit in Iowa's defense as well. So we could see him when it isn't Julian Love being the DB blitzer, 
we could see Dane Belton blitzing quite a bit this year as well. Yeah, Belton, similar to Love, he can wear a lot of hats, and I think that's another reason why Wink Martindale in the Giants' current regime was very interested in his skill set. But behind Dane Belton, you look at the New York Giants, it's it's pretty thin. Now, I like Yusef Corker and Trenton Thompson, the two undrafted guys, Corker from Kentucky, Thompson from San Diego State. But then you also have two other players that I think we should get into. Henry Black and Jerron Williams. We'll start with Jerron Williams because Jerron Williams has extensively worked throughout this offseason as a safety. We saw him last year as a cornerback, and honestly, he impressed me as a cornerback last season. I did a breakdown on Big Blue View if anybody wants to go check it out about maybe a month or some change ago. But I think this new coaching staff sees something in him that they can use on the back end and if you look at the cornerback room, it's pretty thin there too. So it's not just because they were thin at safety. But I am a little curious as to how they're going to leverage Williams in this rotation. Because you know Wink Martindale is going to use three, four safety looks at times. Do you think Jerome Williams ultimately makes this team? Well, I think he will be in a battle with Corker, Trenton Thompson, and Henry Black. I Of them, he is the one I am pulling for. If only because he is a fellow U Albany Great Dane. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> it is not often I get to root for Great Danes at the NFL level. That's just the facts. Yeah, the U Albany is really a uh, lacrosse and beer pong school. If we're being honest. I mean, I'll, I'll guarantee you this. You're not going to find anybody from my alma mater in the <laughs> NFL. FDU, Fairleigh Dickinson University? Nah, man. That's D3, though. Represent with pride, baby. Okay. So, uh, but I do actually think Jaron Williams has the ability to make this roster on his own merits and be a contributor on the field. We talked about the versatility that Julian Love has. And Jaron Williams has a lot of that same versatility to his game. Former cornerback, converting to safety. He can play the slot. He can play outside if necessary. He's, I think he's got the range for, at the very least, a cover three middle of the field player. He can keep that speed up in the middle of the field at the second level. And yeah, I think just keeping him around as a direct backup to Julian Love is useful just for that reason, not to mention getting him on the field and having two guys who could also play cornerback if you need to and potentially disguise coverages and play all of these games that Martindale loves to play. Yeah, that I think has a ton of value. I think they probably looked at his ability in the slot because they started using him in the slot a lot more, you know, around the Chargers game and down the stretch of the season. And he was pretty impressive executing those roles. I felt like his hips were fluid. He was in position. He wasn't overwhelmed. He was physical at the catch point. He wasn't a liability and run support. And I was like, who the heck is this Jerron Williams guy? Because last year was so depressing. It was so depressing to cover, wasn't it, Chris? Like, it was like, we're, we're looking for anybody who can impress us. Because at this point, a lot of young players were just kind of getting thrown out there. Guys you never even really heard of. And I felt like Jerron Williams seized the day. And now he's going to have an opportunity to crack this roster. And I'm with you. I am pulling for him. Not because he's a U Albany guy, but 
I do believe with this current secondary, you want guys who in a pinch, if an injury happens, you can transition to play cornerback. And Jerron Williams has that skill set because we've seen it at the NFL level already. Some of these other guys we're about to talk about, I don't know if they have that. Yeah, it, it would be great, I think, if Jerron Williams could be basically the Giants version of Tony Jefferson as a safety who just kind of slipped through the cracks and turned out to be a find where he came out of nowhere, nobody was expecting him, and all of a sudden he can be a guy you can count on out on the field. Maybe he doesn't play as well as Tony Jefferson wound up playing for Arizona and Baltimore, but if you can get an undrafted free agent to be a contributor on the field and a reliable depth piece, that is an absolute hit. So moving on, though, to Henry Black. This is somebody that I've watched a, only a little bit of film on, so I, ha- I don't have too much. I watched the Chicago game last year. He's a player who, the second Chicago game, I should mention, because he played for the Green Bay Packers last season. He's six foot, 206 pounds, undrafted in 2020, played 283 snaps last season. According to Pro Football Focus, and this is not the end-all, be-all by any means, he ranked incredibly poorly in, in a lot of metrics. He had six missed tackles last season, according to them, three stops, 19 tackles. But from the little bit of film that I watched, which was just the Chicago game, I saw him get beat really bad in the slot by Demir Bird. That ended up going for a really long touchdown. Uh, and there was a couple other plays where I, I questioned his his instincts and his overall athletic ability. I think he surrendered a catch. Uh, he had a couple catches in front of him against David Montgomery, which I, that doesn't really bother me at all because they're just like check downs. One of them he ended up making a solid tackle on. But overall, I, I look at him and I look at the current safety room and I say, right now I don't have as much information as I probably want. I need to watch a couple more games of Henry Black. But from the little bit I've seen, I, I would prefer Jerron Williams. Yeah, myself as well. Uh, Henry Black, like you said, it's, there isn't a ton of tape out there on him former undrafted free agent he kind of bounced on and off throughout 2020 uh sorry bounced on and off of green bay's practice squad throughout 2020 Uh, i believe he was either reverted to the practice squad or was activated off of it uh 11 times over the course of 2020 so yeah he isn't a guy who has a ton of experience and i I really think he, Corker, and Trenton Thompson are really going to be in a battle for that last safety spot. That's if the Giants keep more than four safeties. Which they might just because of the reality of their secondary. Black played a lot of special teams last year. This is somebody who's only 25 years old. He was a Baylor Bear, so that's the college that he went to. There was one player I remember in the Chicago game, though, that just, it's not a great look, and I don't want to hold it against him because these kind of things happen, but David Montgomery ran like a little quick curl route like over the middle of the field, and and Black undercut it. Good instincts, right? Jumped to go intercepted. The ball went right through his hands, and Montgomery caught it for like a 10-yard gain. It's just like, ah, man, like you didn't come through in the moment. You know, you had your moment. You blew it, that kind of that kind of situation. But he has, a, he has a realistic shot to make this team. He definitely does. Chris, man, Corker and Thompson. 
Now, I've watched a solid amount of each of these players. Thompson isn't somebody who dropped to the middle of the field all that often. He played a lot of overhang, a lot of slot, a lot of deep half type of responsibilities. But I like his physicality and I liked his ability to read the intentions of the quarterback and react in zone coverage. And I think he has the capabilities of playing man coverage against tight ends from what I saw from the smaller level of competition. Whereas Corker is more of a poor man's Jabril Peppers. What do you have on these two players? You know, I actually like the uh, the comparison of Corker to Jabril Peppers. They're, I, I would say, fairly similar size. Corker's a little bit smaller. He was, I believe, 203 pounds at the combine, but six foot. He's a, a strong dude, had 23 reps on the bench. I don't believe he time had any other times from the combine. But, yeah, he really feels more like a box safety or kind of pseudo linebacker hybrid type player, a guy who is going to play in the middle of, in the intermediate, short to intermediate range, be playing downhill a lot, which is, you know, that lines up with his strengths. He loves to play downhill. He loves to hit guys. And that is a really good trait for a box safety. You you don't want a safety who is, allergic to contact uh, cornerbacks can get away with that if they're good but safety's got to be able to hit and that's something Yusuf Corker is good at yeah I think he, if he makes his way onto this team it will probably be through special teams but I think he also does have the uh, the makeup to be a good gunner on special teams so it, it's a thing that could happen it's definitely a thing that can happen. I didn't love Corker's game against Iowa. He had some missed tackles, had a, a defensive penalty that like, was pass interference that was pretty obvious. Got look, totally turned out of another play that I think ended up going for a touchdown. So that wasn't his best game. But from the other film that I saw, I saw, like you said, a very physical player, strong in the alley, comes downhill, delivers hits. I feel like Thompson is similar in the fact that he is very physical and he wants to really just pop you. A lot of that kind of comes at the catch point a little bit more than maybe in run sport. But I've seen him fly down and deliver really good sticks. He's just a little bit wild when he goes into the tackle point. He had, I think, 12 missed tackles or something like that last season. So that's not ideal. But I think there's a lot of potential there. And I do believe you are right, depending on how the Giants want to really kind of makeshift this roster. It could be one spot between Henry Black, who has some NFL experience, Trenton Thompson, and Yusef Corker. And this is yet just one of those camp battles that I'm really excited to see because like we said on several other podcasts, there are just so many camp battles that we're going to be discussing and writing about at Big Blue View. Every practice and every rep is very meaningful right now for a lot of these young players. Yeah, absolutely. And I I really think how – I think the safety position is going to be very important to watch throughout training camp and into the preseason because I think that will actually tell us quite a bit about how the Giants intend to play defense this year. Now, how they intend to play defense and how they actually wind up playing defense, those might be two different things. Uh, I think everybody knows the old Mike Tyson quote, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And right now the Giants haven't gotten punched, haven't gotten punched in the face yet, so they still have their plan. But I think at least through the these practices, once the pads go on and they start to practice at full speed, that I think will tell us a lot about what what kind of defense we're going to see this year. You know, go back two years, the 
Ravens were blitzing out of their minds. They were blitzing every other snap. They played a a ton of man coverage, cover one. They played that almost exclusively. Then last year, they weren't blitzing as much. They had injuries all over their defense. They didn't have the players available to play the type of defense they really wanted to. And we saw that reflected in their coverages. We saw saw a lot more cover two, some more cover three and cover four than Wink Martindale has historically called. So I think the types of coverages we see these safeties playing in camp will tell us a lot about how they feel about the defense as a whole. I think so as well. I think it's going to be important. I think the personnel packages are going to be important because I don't know what quote-unquote, the base or the most primary personnel package will be. I think a lot of it will be dictated on what the offense is doing, what they have done in the past, what their personnel is, et cetera, et cetera. But I could see a lot of three safety looks. I think there could be four safety looks, like you said earlier, because the linebackers aren't all that reliable. So I think it's just going to be an interesting development. And I think we might start seeing it come to fruition in training camp. I don't think they'll totally tip their hand, but you're definitely going to see some unique stuff with Wink Martindale's defense in training camp. But Chris, do you have anything else on this safety position? Yeah, you know, I think we've covered it pretty well. I'm I'm just really hoping we get to see these young safeties because the Giants have a young group of safeties out here. With Julian Love, he said he's 24 and he is really kind of the veteran of this squad. So there is room for improvement. There is room for these young guys to step up and really solidify the back end of this defense. And that, I think, would be a fantastic development for the Giants going forward. Because, as we've talked about with other position groups, there could be a sizable shopping list if certain young players don't step up and... If some some players the Giants are hoping develop, don't develop. So if they could get that safety position locked down and have the, a reliable back end to their defense, that will make the continual building of this roster for 2023 and beyond a lot easier. Just, just on that too, because you brought up the youth movement, the older statesmen on this defense are like 28 years old. Like Blake Martinez is, is 28. I believe Leonard Williams is 28. Justin Ellis, he's 31. Jihad Ward, 28. This is a young defense. And those are like the old guys on the defense. When you look at this defense, you think of like Dexter Lawrence as being a veteran. He's still a kid. You know, he hasn't even had probably his best season yet. So that's just the nature of the Giants roster right now. There's just a lot of youth specifically on the defense. Let's hope it all works out. But thank you. Everybody, for joining us here on the Chris and Nick Show on Big Blue View Radio, please head on over to BigBlueView.com for all of our written content. And also, please subscribe and comment and download this podcast, Big Blue View. Also, have a lovely day. Training camp is right around the corner. We're looking forward to it. Take care, everybody. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. 
Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.